You're listening to the Weed Smart Podcast, where each fortnight we chat about dealing with those pesky weeds. Welcome to the Weed Smart Podcast. I'm Jessica Strauss, and on this edition of the podcast, we're providing a recap on our Weed Smart Week in Esperance event, hearing from some farmers and also from our Machinery Day host, Ben White from Condinant Group. And we'll also be hearing later in the podcast from Sean Roberts from Syngenta on their new sorghum seed safener product, a PVOC, and the stewardship around that product and how it relates to uh, weed control. My co host, Peter Newman, does join me. How are you going, Pete? Yeah, I'm great, Jess. How are you going? Really good. And we got to catch up at Weed Smart Week. We don't normally get to see each other that often. And Esperance Weed Smart Week was a real cracker event, wasn't it? No, it was as good of an event as we've ever run, Jess. I just loved it. It was brilliant. And big thanks to the community down there. We were so welcomed and, and they really helped us out with so many things. And uh, it was just such a good event. Really enjoyed it. And, yeah, spectacular. Yeah, it was excellent. And we had so many great farmers and other people present for us on the forum day and yeah, visited some really exciting properties and heard from some really innovative people on what they're doing on their farms. And so we'll get a bit of a recap of that shortly. And we also had that machinery day, which Ben White hosted, which was really awesome. We had so many farmers there really engaged in all the different content around weed control solutions. What was one of the highlights from the day for you, Pete? For the machinery day. For the machinery day, oh, there's so many. I don't, I don't want to pick one, but we were up on a hill just to paint the picture for everyone. We we're up on a hill on the edge of town in Esperance. It was freezing cold. There was a bit of wind blowing, uh, and we had a big crowd there. And everyone hung in there, didn't they? Because they did. each different stand, all the mills, the boom sprays, the camera sprayers, it, everything was really engaging. So even though it was freezing, uh, and there was cold beer and food in the shed, um, people hung in there and yeah, were really treated to a lot of great info. They did. And I will put the uh, gallery from Weed Smart Week. We've got lots of great photos from the day and also the videos. They're on the way as well. Make sure you're following us on Twitter because I'll put the link up to that when they're available. They're just in the process of being uploaded to the website at the moment. So if you didn't get to make it or if you'd like to go over some of the content that was shared, it will be available on our website in the next week. But we'll keep you in the loop. Uh, we're also going to be chatting about a PVOC in the podcast today, Pete, which is a sorghum seed safener what's your thoughts on this it's a bit novel uh compared to what we've usually chatted on the podcast about what's your thoughts yeah it's a, it's a new idea we uh, are hearing about a seed safe and it's applied to the seed of sorghum to safen it against some herbicides and so there's not so many sorghum growers around the country Jess, but the growers will probably be interested to hear in the concept uh, about maybe using seed uh, crop safeners i should say applied to the seed it might be something that we can apply to other other grains other for other herbicides yeah, interesting concept yeah we'll get into those interviews shortly but pete how's your week been anything exciting uh, i've been really think? great just living in the land of the free in western australia fortunately really grateful that we're not locked down feeling for everyone who is got both my covid jabs jess what about you are you you're lining up aren't you yeah, today is the day that I'm getting my first jab and I'm not great with needles and so I'm, I've got a bit of nervous energy. I've got butterflies in the stomach this morning, not going to lie to you, Pete, but it's important to get it done so I'll be getting my jab at lunchtime today and, uh, yeah, look forward to being fully vaccinated and hopefully that leads to some more freedoms down the line, Pete. 
Yeah, well, there's a lot of people that don't like needles, isn't there? I wonder if that's what's holding up the Vax rollout. What do you think? Or is it ScoMo? Could be. I don't know. Both. I don't know, <laughs> Pete. I'm not going to comment on that. But, uh, yeah, I think needles are not something that people love to get done. And I think the fact that in WA uh, we've had a pretty good run with uh, not having to have lockdowns, we maybe are not feeling as much pressure to get our jabs maybe, and that could be part of the psychology around maybe why there's a bit of a uh, gap there with the, with the uptake in WA but hopefully that changes I think people are starting to really realize how important it is to get on with their jab but yeah I'll let you know next time in the podcast how I go with with the with the jab today Pete but let's get into the content for today we're going to be hearing from some really great farmers who attended and and also some who presented and helped quite a bit with our weed smart week in Esperance next uh yeah lots of young farmers who were really engaged Pete that was a real highlight for all of us what are your thoughts on this pete yeah we got quite a few of the young farmers to do the presenting both on farm and at our forum day and it really shone through didn't it you're going to hear from a few of them in a moment but it really shone through how many young people were attending but just how much they contributed jess in presentations but also in questions and comments you know often um i I think you know the younger farmers leave it to the older uh, guys to to sort of ask the questions and, and give a lot of the info, but really struck me just how strong the young crew were in Esperance and got a great generation of young farmers coming through there. Certainly. And a big shout out to Brett South, who you will be hearing from next in this little interview package that we're going to play next. He was instrumental in getting lots of people along to the event and the promotion of it. And then he also jumped in and uh, emceed one of the sessions, Pete. So that was great to have a local person provide that input on the day. Shall we take a listen? Let's, Let's do it. Yeah, Brett South from Beaumont and continuous cropping, 5,500 hectares. All right, Brett. Now, you uh, helped us out quite a bit with this Weed Smart Week, but you've got to experience it for yourself. What are your thoughts so far? Uh, it's definitely been great for something like this to come to Esperance. It's been unreal. A lot of information sharing and a lot of knowledge with new products on the market. And yeah, it's a, been a great afternoon going through the mills and spray technology and camera. And yeah, there's a. Uh, a lot to take in yeah we've had a lot of information but yeah today we did have our machinery day and uh, we had a few farm visits as well thinking about your own farming system what were some of the maybe key things that you took away from today that you might implement or think about for your farm uh definitely cameras spot spraying over the summertime so that was been our main focus to look at so there's uh, quite a few units here so to go through all that and have a look so yeah a bit of homework to do when we get home now yeah, excellent. And uh, yeah, for people who uh, yeah might uh, get the opportunity to come to a Weed Smart Week in the future, what would you say uh, the experience is like? Definitely do it. Yeah, the information day yesterday was awesome. A lot of good key speakers. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely worthwhile. And yeah, still got another jam-packed day to do tomorrow and looking forward to it. Awesome, thanks Brett. I have rounded up a few participants here, willing participants. Uh, we're going to chat with Tom Longmire next to uh, presented at our conference day yesterday. Tom, what's your experience been so far of Weed Smart Week? I've enjoyed it a lot at the moment. I've found it uh, pretty interesting listening to a fair few people talk about their sort of fields of expertise and a few sort of agronomists that aren't locals from the area. It's been good to hear a few different stories, yeah. For sure. And uh, you were on the podcast not too long ago, but can you just refresh everyone's memories about your farming system and where you farm? 
Uh, yeah, so we're farming in Beaumont, sort of east-northeast of Esperance, and yeah, we're running a continuous cropping operation. You're already doing quite a lot of innovative things on your farm, but was there anything from the machinery day today or the conference yesterday, even if it's one of those small things that uh, yeah, you think that you might think about for your farm? Yeah, we're, we're probably considering cameras, whether that's green on green or green on brown, fairly hard at the moment. Yeah, we're just working out the best way and whether that fits our system and getting the returns that are needed to be viable. Yeah, for sure. And so for you, what makes Weed Smart Week different to other events you've, uh, you've attended uh, on weeds or cropping more generally? I think just such a probably progressive sort of experts coming in yeah a pretty passionate group of people who actually organize the event so a lot of the speakers are all beat the same drum about what we should be doing and sort of techniques that we can be doing so no i found it quite interesting excellent thank you and uh i've got a couple more participants who are super willing uh we haven't met yet what was your name um, i'm kynan brooks and uh what's your farming system where um, are you based so i work out uh, in Beaumont for Lynn and Mickle and Brett South out there so been out there just for the start of the, from the start of the year moved over from uh, Borden so over at home there just work for a farmer over there as well so yeah very cool and what did you think of the event so far we've had the conference and the machinery day and some farm visits today was there anything that really stood out for you I uh, just really stood out like how open everyone is and how willing everyone is to share their knowledge about what they know and willing to help young young people like try and progress how they want to be in the future you know so it's just good information sharing definitely and in terms of uh, your role and uh, the farming system that you work on at the moment is there anything that you think might be a good fit for that farming system that you saw over the last couple of days yeah definitely like as brett said this is spot spraying just chemical saving and really talking about the big six you know just trying to implement them on on the farm but obviously I can't make any decisions but I can put my foot forward to what I think you can influence yeah I can try and influence yeah so no that's what I'll try to do so yeah excellent and I think we've got one last person I can't leave you out what was your name nice to meet you I'm Phil McDonald how are you I'm good and can you tell us a bit about your role and and where you're based I'm in Beaumont as well we're a mixed cropping and sheep farm I have a small feedlot and yeah that's about all we do yeah Excellent. That's a, that sounds like a lot. And so, uh, yeah, what stood out for you over the last couple of days? Just like with Mark and all that, like how open they are with everything, like sharing all the information and what they've learned over the over the years. And yeah, how good it's going, I suppose. Yeah. Is there anything that uh, yeah stood out for you, or did any light bulb moments happen for you that you uh, think you might think about for your farm? Yeah, I suppose the cameras, like Southie and Tom, I suppose the cameras are probably going to be the next investment, I reckon, for the farm. So, should improve how much chemical we're going to use and. Yeah, it'd be better, I suppose, yeah. What kind of time frame are you thinking of maybe implementing or purchasing uh, some cameras? Hopefully in the next few years, yeah, hopefully get them on a couple of our sprayers, hopefully, so, yeah, start saving a bit of money. Yeah, of course. And so for, for you, what makes Weed Smart Week a bit different to other events you might have attended? Oh, I suppose just the information, I suppose, how much, how open everyone is and, yeah, that everyone explains it and, yeah, more people, I suppose, more different technology and all that, so... Yeah. Excellent. Well, you had a good time? Yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, worth it. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you so much for those farmers there who had a chat with us at the Machinery Day. Really appreciate them taking a few moments out because there was so much networking to be done. So, yeah, really appreciated. And, Pete, the camera sprayers were the big topic there that's really getting people interested and it's exciting, isn't it? It's an exciting space. 
Yeah, really interesting that that's what all the young fellows said that they were having a look at. I guess putting in context, Esperance is an area that typically gets quite a bit of summer rain. Summer spraying is a big job down there. And I think they're talking about mostly using the green on brown cameras as a cleanup. Um, so they've done a, a knockdown and they've got a few surviving weeds and they want to go and clean them up. So I think that's where they were coming from, Jess. Um, but also a big interest in the green on green. We had Bilberry down there and we had Andrew Messina come and speak about um, the Bilberry cameras that they've been using on their property for both green on brown and green on green. So, yeah, um, I was quite surprised actually that the young fellas all came back with that being their number one thing. Yes, certainly. Uh, up next, Pete, we're going to be hearing from Ben White. Ben is from Congenin Group and most farmers would be very familiar with Ben and he did a great job at hosting our Machinery Day where we had, uh, yeah, lots of different machines all related to weed control on display and, uh, yeah, Ben really ran through all the details and answered lots of questions. Paint a bit more of a picture, Pete, of how the Machinery Day played out for everyone. Yeah, so we had a few uh, harvesters up there with mills and chaff decks and we had some stationary mills. We had HSD, C-Terminator, Redicop, chaff deck from primary sales and then we had Agrifact boom spray, Goldacres boom spray, <laughs> uh, Bilberry, we had Weed It, Weed Seeker. We had so much. And Ben, he was the man, wasn't he? He was yeah. absolutely his element. He's an ag engineer, Condinen Group, knows all of this stuff backwards and really engaging, good fun guy. He, just did a great job running the day, didn't he, Jess? He did a great job. And, uh, yeah, he gives a great recap here, so let's take a listen. I'm standing here with uh, Ben White from Condinen Group who ran our Machinery Day today for Weed Smart Week. How are you going, Ben? Going pretty well, all things considered. Jess, a bit fresh out here, but, yeah, it's good. Yeah, a bit much of me to ask you to come and do a uh, another interview after you've been talking for the last few hours, but I um, just wanted to get a bit of an overview of uh, yeah what participants experienced today at the Machinery Day. Yeah, so look, it's a great day, actually. Um, so we've been out on farm and we've seen some... I'd say they're pretty inspirational growers in, in terms of uh, just, I guess, some novel approaches and, and also people have been able to pick up uh, some ideas and or suggestions or, or, I guess, even just get some guidance from those that have gone through some of these uh, experiences before with machinery. You know, a lot of them are on the cutting edge. They're trying new things and, and um, you know, I think that's been the highlight of uh, today, just some of that grower feedback. And then, you know, uh, following that, we've come into uh, a machinery display area that's been set up so nicely it's been great we've got some chaff mills over there we've got uh, chaff decks we've got some uh, spot spraying systems uh, both uh, green on brown and green on green and also some uh, pretty hefty sp sprayers here as well just so it's been a big day a lot of gear that's always good everyone loves getting a machinery shed full of uh, pretty nice looking machinery yeah it was great yeah, definitely. And obviously, yeah, people got to ask quite a lot of questions. Was there any uh, questions that came up that you weren't expecting or was there some themes that you thought, yeah, were quite prevalent throughout the afternoon, Ben? I think the, the theme that sort of just been hammered home, uh, even just over the last two days, and I guess it was probably highlighted today, was that this is a multi-prong approach. And, and you know, one thing in isolation isn't really going to achieve the the benefit that we're all looking for to get that we really need to leverage all the uh, all the, the the big six together and make sure that you know we, we're getting the most out of each of those things that we can and and that's that's where we're going to get to where we want to get to and in, in terms of driving down resistant weed numbers 
Definitely. And uh, chatting to a few of the attendees, uh, they spoke quite highly of the fact that everyone was so open today and really, yeah, were yeah, open to questions and, yeah, just really upfront about uh, the different pros and cons of, like, the different machinery that was on display. I guess there is still some barriers. You know, people are still saying, for example, with the green on green and the green on brown, you know, that they definitely want to get that machinery, but it's a couple of years away for them. Uh, in terms of barriers to adoption with that kind of technology, what are your thoughts on, you know, how to get people over the line, Ben? Well, I think uh, probably integration into an existing system. So, you know, a lot of these things, as you say, sort of work may work in isolation, um, but we've got systems in place that, that that new technology might need to integrate into. And I think the challenge is really overcoming or that barrier of making sure that you know it'll it'll fit within an existing system, and so that's that can be quite tricky, and it's it's different for different growers because they might have different gear that they might need to adapt um, particular you know technologies to. So you know it's all about adaptability, I think, and, and making sure that you know that there's enough latitude in the scope of the gear that you know can be applied to as as wide a range of machinery as possible. For sure. And Ben, finally, what was your highlight over the last uh, couple of days? Oh, look, you know, you, you, you can't, I can't lie. Uh, you walk into two machinery sheds today full of, you know, new gear. It's all in great nick. It's beautifully presented in the shed and the shed's huge. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's, it's just been, um, it's been an eye opener. And, you know, a, a couple of jokes with uh, some of the other attendees today just saying, God, is, is this uh, what Utopia looks like? It's just, it's just pretty amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that was definitely a highlight. Yeah, it's great. And for uh, people who might get the opportunity to come to Weed Smart Week in the future, what would you say to those people? Oh yeah, no, get on it. And I think, you know, like any uh, industry event like this, it's not just the agenda like you're going to pick up some great stuff that's a given but it's interaction and the conversations that happen you know while we're having a beer or a bite to eat over lunch that can be really valuable as well so um yeah keep your eye out for it for the next dates i'm sure you're going to let us know when they are jess and uh, people can uh, sign up or at least put it in their calendar so they're ready to go yeah, we'll let people know in the near future. Thank you so much for uh, being such a great host for our Machinery Day today, Ben, and for your help uh, throughout the whole process of getting Weed Smart Week organised. We really appreciate it. You're welcome, Jess. It's always a pleasure. Thank you so much to Ben White there for having a chat with me at the Machinery Day for Weed Smart Week. Pete, Ben did an awesome job of really engaging the growers who were there for that day. And yeah, these machines, they're often quite expensive. They're a big investment. And often if you're going to purchase one, it not only means that you're investing big dollars, but you're also investing in the time that it would take to adopt your farming system to incorporate one of these machines that you might acquire. What struck you about the way Ben ran the day, Pete? Yeah, well, I guess when we talk about the machines, Jess, we're always obviously talking about the weed control aspect and what it does for your farming system and your weed control. And Ben sort of had that next level because he is an ag engineer and he knew which sort of questions to ask about the machinery, the the, the physical machinery, the aspects of it, the you know, the challenges that you can have. So he was sort of coming at it really from that just that practical aspect of what farmers need to understand and did a really good job of asking the right probing questions of the farmers and the manufacturers about about the pros and cons of each machine and, and how they performed in terms of reliability and fuel use and wearing and it, all, of, all of the above. And Pete, yeah, certainly it was it was really excellent and I think that's why people hung out there in the cold because they were getting such good feedback and uh, engagement from Ben and it was 
awesome to see. But Pete, talking more generally about the week now, because that kind of wraps up our focus on Weed Smart Week for the podcast today. But uh, yeah, what were some of the highlights for you? Because we went to some pretty impressive properties and we heard from some really interesting people about what they're doing on their farms. What kind of struck you when we were travelling around the Esperance region? Yeah, we did, Jess. I mean, we've already talked about the young farmers and the machinery day. These are some of my sort of highlight points I've written down. The Wandles farm, Mark Wandle hosted us. Uh, I've been to that farm a few years over the years, a few times over the years, Jess, and blown away every time. My goodness, amazing crops. I, I think they were the best crops I've ever seen. I mean, I haven't hung out in the very high rainfall zones much, but beautiful crops. Mm. And then that machinery shed, Jess, oh my goodness, that yeah. was... <laughs> Just like a machinery field day on its own with all these innovative ideas going on and Mark explaining where he's coming from with it all. It was, yeah, that was just mind-blowing, some of the things he's there. And the other thing, Jess, the other thing I loved is we we asked to, Brett organised a couple of farmers and we asked if we could go and visit a few farms and we said to them, we want you to talk about the Weed Smart Big Six. And they all said, oh, I had to Google what the Weed Smart Big Six was. <laughs> and, and then they all sort of said, oh, actually, I'm doing all of the six. Yeah, great. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I found that really exciting uh, and just interesting that, yeah, just the level of adoption of, uh, of all of these Weed Smart messages down there, Jess, and putting that in context for the listeners, it's a high productive area. It was traditionally... A more of a livestock area now it's this real cropping region everyone is pumped about continuous cropping in this high rainfall area down there it's really working and they want to keep it working and they're throwing everything at it to keep that cropping system alive and well and that really shone through it really did it was such a great week and yeah certainly an amazing experience for all of the people who attended but like I said earlier in the podcast we did take videos of all the forum day uh, presentations they'll be up shortly we will also plan to do some articles based on the uh, growers who we visited as well so make sure that you keep an eye out for those articles they'll be coming through in the next few weeks as well so keep an eye out for that but we're going to shift gears now and have a bit of a chat about a PVO which is a sorghum seed safe and now this is our last interview for the podcast today Pete and we mentioned earlier in the podcast there that it's a little bit novel a bit different can you just uh, give a bit of a recap before we jump into this interview about what a PVOC actually is yeah well it's a crop safe in a jest but it's applied to the seed and it improves the safety of the or in this case sorghum and as we hear to safety to dual gold but it, I guess I just want uh, there's not necessarily lots of sorghum growers out there. We do have some listeners who are sorghum growers, but for other people, I just want them to think about it in terms of crop safeners and, and the importance of those and how we might use them in the future. Some of our existing herbicides have crop safeners in them and without that, they wouldn't be possible. So things like you know, Velocity and Precept, the older herbicide Achieve, which is Trocoxidium, they've got crop safeners in it that make those herbicides possible. And there's a range of other products out there with crop safeners Jess and so it just opened my eyes a little bit to the potential maybe down the track of seeing more products like this in other crops I don't I don't even know if the companies are pursuing that I can only assume they are but should we happen to see more crop safeners I know that being an agronomist when I was an agronomist the main thing farmers don't want to see when they're trying a new herbicide or trying any herbicide is crop damage Mm. So anything that can reduce that is is a good thing. So really, I was really interested to just hear the concept of a PVOC. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's take a listen. 
In this interview, we're chatting with Sean Roberts, who is Syngenta Technical Services Manager for Seed Care, and he's going to tell us all about a PVOC, which is a new seed care solution for the industrial seed treatment market. It helps with crop stress management and crop enhancement by enabling stronger plant growth. So we're going to find out all about this. Now, Sean does join me. How are you going, Sean? Good, thanks, Jess. Yourself today? I'm good. Yeah, you're you're in Wagga, so you're in lockdown, and sorry to hear about that. But uh, you're going all right at the moment. You've told me just off mic that you've you've got both of your vaccinations, so that's exciting. Uh, it is good. I'm at our Seeker Institute, which is based here in Wagga at the Charles Sturt University campus, and um, it's one of sixteen across our network, across globally, and it looks at you know, bringing up the knowledge of seed treatments or our seed care products um, across Australia. And we're going to be talking about this new product, a PVOC, which is actually replacing an older Syngenta product, uh, Concept 2. Can you tell us what this new product is and how it's different to that older product that you're replacing it with? Yeah, this year we're bringing out commercially for the first time is a PVOC, which is a new seed safener for sorghum. As you said, it's replacing um, Concept 2 for the protection of plants from crop Injury when we use the herbicides such as um, dual gold and prime extra gold. So we can apply those herbicides at the recommended rates and um, the PVAC will help safen the plants from the toxic effects of the herbicides. And so we're going to go into how it works, but uh, what makes it different from Concept 2? So a few points with the development that we found with the product. So out there in the field when we did our 17 development trials from northern New South Wales and into southern Queensland is that we saw improvement in the safening out there in the field. So what we saw out there in the field was 11% increase in plant stands compared to Concept 2 when we were using a herbicide such as dual gold. Um, from that, we also saw an increase in biomass compared to the Concept 2 when we have used the herbicide as well. And then when we came to the end of the season, we saw up to a 7% yield increase compared to a Concept 2. So that was really good for what we saw from the field. We saw better crop safety out there in the field with using the herbicide compared to um, Concept 2. Also, some of the other benefits that we found is Concept 2 could have a negative effect on um, shelf life with germination and vigour of the, of the seed when it was stored and applied to the products. And what we found with doing our testing with shelf life over two years that the PVOC was a lot safer on that germination and that vigour of the sorghum seed. Also, we got completely two different formulations. Concept 2 was a powder formulation and PVOC is an FS, which is a liquid suspended concentrate and what's really good with that is be able to have improved handling capabilities and also better application properties and we've been able to test that here at the at our seed care institute here in Wagga and we do a number of tests here such looking at the flow of the seed after it's been treated looking at the amount of dust that comes off that seed so it stays on this seed there and it's not going somewhere else so it is making sure it's there for that efficacy with the product and also we test that plantability of the product through precision planters as well to see that has improved plantability over concept to treated seed. So number of, number of benefits that we found from the product and, um, yeah, we're really excited about this product coming to the marketplace. 
it's really interesting. This is a, yeah, I'm not familiar with the seed safener products myself. So this is all new territory for me. I'm sure lots of farmers out there already uh, are aware of what this technology enables you to do. But uh, if you can just give us a bit of an example of how it works. Yeah, I'll quickly just go into how it works. So the product's applied as a seed treatment. So it sits on the outside of the seed. And when we go out there and plant the field, we have the moisture coming from rainfall or irrigation. So the PBOC, which is sitting on the outside of the seed, is then taken up during germination through imbibition, or it moves out into the soil and then it's taken up by the first roots by the plant. So it's, so it's taken up into the plant. So PBOC increases the rate of dual gold or S-metallical herbicide metabolism in the seedling and reduces the toxic effects of the herbicide. As it sits on the outside of the plant, you know, that all that all those individual plants have the PBOC on the outside. So it's safening just the seed there. So the active ingredient is taken up into the plant and safens that seed to allow to break down the herbicide. But the weed seeds aren't able to take up any of the products, so they can still be affected as per normally by the herbicide, such as dual gold. So really explaining it how it how it works once it's inside as a seed safener, PPOC just simply helps the seedling or the plant metabolise or detoxify the herbicide more rapidly. So yeah, that's simply and, and how simply how it works, Jess. And Sean, crop competition is one of our big six, and uh, we've mentioned earlier in the interview that it does enable stronger plant growth. What would your perception be around this product helping with uh, that crop competition aspect of crops competing against weeds? With PBRC, we've seen that improvement over Concept 2. We've seen that better safe, safety out there in the field with establishments. So we're getting allowing that plant just to get up out of the ground, metabolise this herbicide better, such as dual gold, allowing us to establish bigger, healthier plants more quickly. And then from there, we're allowing those healthier plants to be able to better compete against weeds as they do germinate later in the season. But, you know, we're, we're helping control those early establishment weeds there with the use of dual gold or prime extra extra gold and being able to use the um, seed safener with it. And, Sean, is there any other final tips that you would like to share with growers when using this product? Is there anything they need to be aware of that we haven't mentioned? So when using PVOC, it'll be, be treated by the seed companies, as you said earlier, the industrial seed companies. That seed will become treated to you. So... When you are just going out there into their planting, you just want to remember the good agronomic practices that you would use to establish sorghum out there in the field, wanting to make sure, you know, we're using the herbicides at the correct rate depending on the different soils. So if you have lighter soils, we use the lower rates with the herbicides, heavier soils with the higher rates, making sure we're trying to get those seedlings up out of the ground under no stressful conditions because if we do stress the plant in some way, so we do say have cold temperatures or water logging occurs, that means that slows down that metabolism of the plant. That also slows down then the metabolism of the herbicide within the plant as well. So you can see some negative effects at times maybe from that herbicide damage could occur. So, But if you keep that metabolism up well, the plants will grow away nice and healthily and break down that herbicide. So, yeah, so just having good soil temperatures as well, making sure you have that separation from the herbicide with your planting depth as well with the seed. And, um, yeah, just doing all those right points just to get that crop up out of the ground as best as you can. 
certainly, Sean. Well, thank you so much for explaining a PBOC and how it works. Really good to be able to get an overview on that. Obviously, it's new to market. And so, yeah, we really appreciate you giving the explainer. No worries. Thank you very much. And hopefully everyone has a positive experience with PBOC this year at the summer plant for sorghum. That was Sean Roberts there from Syngenta talking about a PVOC, giving a bit of an overview there. And thank you so much for explaining it because I certainly was not on top of what a seed safener really does or involves. So much appreciated for that explainer. Pete, that does bring us to the end of the Weed Smart podcast today. But before we head off, I just wanted to alert people to a few things. We did have a little bit of a break from the regional update and the Weed Smart podcast because of Esperance Weed Smart Week. But next week on Monday, we will have our regional update podcast back up. We've also got a few new articles for people to check out as well. We've got one uh, throwing a wide net over over mobile weeds. So mobile weeds, they move easily across landscapes and they take no notice of boundary fences, land use or land tenure. So our content producer, Cindy Benjamin, has spoken to Dr. Rick Llewellyn from CSIRO. So our content producer, Cindy Benjamin, has spoken with Dr. Rick Llewellyn from CSIRO, who was leading a uh, pilot project on area-wide weed management. And uh, yeah, this is looking at cost-effective methods to reduce the movement of these weeds and the herbicide resistance traits that have evolved. So make sure you check that one out. And we've also got a new article on uh, chaff carts and uh, so Cindy is talking about in this article baled chaff collected at harvest as a weed control measure and it's providing a cheap energy source for sheep in confinement paddocks so that's a good article for you to check out as well. Yeah I'm a bit of a slow learner Jess I heard about chaff carts being good for sheep feed Uh, we've talked about it a little bit over the years we've had some work by Ed Riggle in the west and then farmer from South Australia Bruce Heddle called me up and just explained to me just how cheap he can feed sheep in his feedlot by baling his chaff dumps. And so, uh, yeah, I'm a slow learner, Jess, but a really great article showing how farmers are baling chaff dumps and feeding sheep uh, cheaper than just about any other means available. Certainly, Pete. Yep, check that one out. And you can also make sure that you don't miss out on any of our articles by signing up to the Weed Smart Whip Around newsletter. Our next one is actually coming out next week. You can sign up on the Weed Smart website and, uh, yeah, make sure you do so. And that's the easiest way to make sure you don't miss out on anything. But if you're not following us on Twitter or Facebook, that's an also an uh, excellent way to keep in the loop with what's happening with our content as well. But, Pete, thank you for joining me for today. I'll throw to you to do the sign off feed well it would be great if people could share the weed smart podcast with their friends or leave and or leave a review uh, on the apple podcast so that'd be a big help to get the word out jess we've got a growing list of uh, podcast listeners and we'd like to grow it even more and finally jess big good luck with the covid jab looking forward to hearing the report back next time thanks pete i'll let everyone know and thanks for everyone for listening we'll catch you next time 